Welcome back, guys. Uh, I don't normally do this bit. I normally leave this to Kaylin, but uh, it is me on the podcast this week because Kaylin can't be here this week. And I have a little guest speaker with me. It's my friend, Renee. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. (laughs) 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 I started sweating Um, a lot after that. I'm so nervous. We're both a little nervous. Normally, <laughs> normally, I don't lead the podcast. I let Kaylin do that, and I just kind of follow along. And uh, Renee's never been on, and I've never had a guest speaker, so this is really exciting. I swear I have friends, guys. Kaylin just has more. But, uh, yeah, this is my friend Renee. How long How long have we known each other now? Uh, Seven years? No, six years. Almost six. Almost okay. six, yes. We met wow. in, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, we cool. met in first year <laughs> at university. We lived in Saugeen together at Western. Same floor. Uh, same floor. Yeah. We actually met on day one, but Renee doesn't remember this. So. I don't think it was day one. It was like day three, probably. Faculty day was. Oh, day it was day two for me. Okay. Because I moved okay. in. A day after you. Okay. Because you got to go to the carnival and stuff on day one, right? I don't remember that. Maybe. I don't know. I just remember being very sad at some party watching a lot of people make out. And I was like, oh my God. This is what university (laughs) is like. (laughs) Oh no. It was like one of the orientation dances. You know what I mean? Like the raves that they were holding. Um, But it was like indoors. And yeah, I was just watching people grind and I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) This is not what I want. This is not what I planned. (laughs) Yeah, Renee is uh, super prude. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, so we actually met on faculty day was the day that you got together with everybody who was in the same faculty and we were both in social science. And we like went and saw like the social science building and stuff. It was basically just to show us where our buildings are so we don't get lost in our first day of classes. And I even remember uh, sitting next to her and our other friend, Marissa, during a talent show portion, because me and Renee were freaking out because we would get nervous every time somebody went up and said they were singing in case they were bad. We we held hands and everything, Renee, just so you know. <laughs> and, then, and then we went for lunch later at The Spoke. And I'm pretty sure I was sitting next to you, but there were two other girls that were on our floor that we were with. And Renee does not remember me there at all. I remember the two other girls. I yeah. can't say I remember you, but I believe you. I believe you. I know. I know. We talked about this a lot over the last six years. Clearly, it's a sore spot for me. <laughs> uh, but maybe this is where my internal eyes. I'm not memorable. It's fine if you don't remember me. <laughs> narrative comes from. <laughs> because Renee all from me. All from me. Remember me. Yeah, apparently I'm not memorable. Even when we were like sitting next to each other, I'm pretty sure we were like holding hands at one point at the talent show. Can't say more on that because I have no defense. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah, somehow that um, memorable meeting blossomed into us living together for four years with some other girls mm-hmm. and having some fun times and still talking after two years of being graduated now i think it's actually more now it's like two and a half two 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 and like two months (laughs) (laughs) 
time flies. Time yeah. flies. Time yeah. flies. If you, round, if you, you round it, if you round it, it's basically two and a half, just like how 22 kilometers is basically 30 that we biked on our wine tour. Oh, yeah. That was, was that Sam? <laughs> It was, was like I'm I gonna told, tell I told, him, oh that was I, you I told I told everyone I biked 30 kilometers when we actually biked like 22 <laughs> we fine. did a little wine tour a couple of weeks ago and we decided to do biking with it so just heads up if you want to get a buzz on a wine tour don't bike it it was beautiful and it was nice but it really sobers you up and it is work 22 kilometers not 30 but you know 30 does sound more impressive so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so since graduation, we've still kept in touch, which is really nice because honestly, that can be pretty hard. Uh, but yeah, tell us about what you're doing now. You work for a really awesome organization, which I think is really relevant with the current times that we're in, especially in Canada. So uh, tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, I uh, work in program and strategy for an Indigenous hub. Should I say the organization, I guess? Like Keepers yeah, of the that's Circle. Up yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just said it. So <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I work at Procurement Strategy for an Indigenous hub. Um, and I don't really know what more to say other than the fact that I get to work on such a wide range of projects that are being developed, um, that we're hoping to develop. And it's really cool being able to see like the behind the scenes and also be able to actually like directly go up north and like meet the indigenous communities that like live up there and be able to like really understand I guess like I mean I'm never gonna like like truly understand what they go through but I think being able to like engage with people who have like very like real lived experiences um mm -hmm. really like shapes how you see issues and how you understand like solutions and how they're kind of like proposed um, and kind of like mm -hmm. all the band-aid fixes that are thrown at them um, yeah. that really don't do much. Wow, that's so awesome. Do you have any like specific projects at all that you're like working on that? Um, oh my gosh, there's a lot in the works. Um, I guess I would say that upcoming, we're trying to shift a lot more into green projects. Um, to tackle like climate change. And I think that there's like been a lot of news um, and understanding, I think from like the sustainability side of things where they understand that you need to really involve indigenous communities in order to like get stuff done. Um, and also like in terms of like land reclamation and stuff like that, it's really important to be able to um, like collaborate properly with like indigenous groups and peoples and really like understand that you're like looking to reconcile that. Um, I guess another thing that we're heading into is with affordable housing because specifically, I guess, um, Keepers of the Circle is more focused on indigenous women. Um, that's been their like main focus. And obviously like with indigenous women, it comes like the family and with family comes like men <laughs> and like children and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But our main focus is like, like, um, like providing like leadership opportunities for indigenous women. And then we think that that like then trickles down into the overall like unit because women are seen like as the keepers of the circle, which is like the family, I guess, and like the community and like the whole, um, because everything in terms of like an indigenous perspective is very like circular, right? Um, yeah. 
yeah, so I guess um, in terms of like affordable housing and stuff, we're really trying to understand and kind of bring awareness to the idea of what home is for Indigenous people and Indigenous women in terms of like safety and what like there's different definitions of homelessness. Um, and they also differ for like um, Indigenous peoples, like there's a specific definition for homelessness because there's like 12 dimensions to it and stuff like that because they've had like their homes removed like truly um, since like colonization. It's kind of like looking at that and trying to change up the way that we see housing and the way that we see what a home is because home isn't always just like a physical place. It can also be a very like spiritual community-based thing. So yeah, so like we're trying to bring awareness to that and our current project is to develop an Indigenous woman-led and Indigenous like woman-developed land trust. Um, which would then be where affordable housing projects can then be um, done on those like pieces of land. And um, you would be able to have like different ways and alternative like solutions and models of housing that are owned, developed, built and designed by indigenous women. So yeah, mm -hmm. um, that's one of it. And then I guess overall, like our big main activity is like pre-employment training or employment training I guess you could say but um we try to really create like in, like skills development for women to be able to successfully thrive in their career so we have like a lot of industry partners and they go through like our programs and our training um and they're able to all of our stuff is like very like culturally based so the curriculum itself obviously like it does speak to like what's needed like within the industry like like licensing and like you get like your health and safety kind of curriculum and stuff like that um but at the same time it's also so culturally based because we understand that like um a lot of curriculum and kind of education and learning is very like in a colonial manner it's like all institution based right um but like learning mm -hmm. itself for like indigenous communities comes in a lot of different ways and a lot of it also comes from like interacting with like the built environment and like the land and and also like learning from your community learning from others like stuff like that it's like not as um like institutional it's like very like traditional i guess so we try to incorporate that sort of um understanding and perspective into the programs to make sure that they are able to feel safe and comfortable to explore, you know, all their both like their personal and their professional development within the couple weeks that they're taking the training and also to be able to support them throughout um, like their next stage of their career. Um, and a big thing with Keepers is that we're really focused on like holistic support because we understand that like um, indigenous women are like they have, they face more systemic barriers and they're more, more marginalized. They face racism. They face extreme like amounts of like gendered and lateral violence. And as a result, like that has an effect on your ability to like move forward um, because you face so many things and you know, you have a lot of barriers basically in your way. And so our goal is to basically be able to address those holistically. And so we offer like childcare and we offer like transportation, affordable housing. Like we try to accommodate and like provide the resources that are needed in order for like a woman to succeed within the program. So we kind of try to like cover all the bases and it's all very like individualized and all that. But yeah, so like our holistic like wraparound support plus our training that's very culturally based means that we're able to like 
really focus in on like the economic development and leadership of indigenous indigenous women so that hopefully they can become the leaders of like everything else that we're doing so yeah that was a very long-winded answer so no that was that was a great explanation and it makes sense because you're so right there are so many little band-aid fixes and like money just thrown at problems like to try like hush money basically you know so that they don't talk about the awful situations that have been like put on them and I think it takes a lot more effort and a lot more resources to make people capable of becoming leaders themselves rather than Mm -hmm. just literally paying them off or colonizing them and it's really refreshing and great that there are uh, programs in place and projects happening to start that because mm-hmm. it yeah. is a really daunting thing to do and someone just has to start it and just has to do it. Yeah. I would say like my exec director is amazing <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. so like, she's such like a little like activist. <laughs> um, she's very passionate about what she does. And I feel like that really funnels into my work and like my day to day because you really see how much she cares about like the woman and it I feel mm-hmm. like keepers is a very like community-based organization in the sense that yeah we do have it is like in Ontario but we do have a national scope because of partners that we have in like um, Newfoundland and Labrador and like uh, the Northwest Territories and BC and stuff like that like we do have a national scope in some of the activities that we do but my exec director really emphasizes the need for like community-based solutions because one you need localized solutions because every community has different needs and you know like both like in the situation that you're in like the like geography even or something like that or like town like there's just like very like nuanced things that need a localized solution but also like she always wants to get people directly from the community to come up with the solutions because there's they're the ones who are gonna like have them placed on them like they're going to be the ones who experience the effects of what you're developing so she wants to have them involved at all times and um yeah i think that's like a really cool approach because i think that was a big thing back in university when i was like exploring where i was gonna go or like whatever where i think with like social impact and nonprofits, it can get really like hard to wrap around the idea that like technically you want to have like a bigger organization because you feel like then you'll get more funding but sometimes when you get bigger you almost feel less of an impact because you're so far away from the action I guess if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um but then if you have a smaller organization you feel like you make such a big impact in the sense of like you're there like on the grounds and you can see the direct results of what you're doing and like all that but then you have less funding so it feels like you can like reach less people and like you can't do as much but yeah so like i think this is a really cool way where i'm able to balance both in that sense so yeah Mm -hmm. and how old is this company organization it's like 20 20 years it was actually uh, when we were born 1997 it was incorporated Oh my gosh, 23 years old, 24, turning 24 whenever it was formed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that that's super awesome. And just like making this personal about you, uh, I think it suits you a lot from what I know from you when we live together and what your goals are. And I uh, I think this is really great. And I've talked to you a lot during your time at uh, this organization and hearing some of the stories you say, especially about your executive director and the passion that comes behind that. 
I think that's so important. And the fact that I think from what you've told me, her passion is just as strong now as it was 20 years ago, as it was before that. And that's really important because I think um, it can, it can drain out a little bit, which it's, it, that's a privilege to be able to step away and to have someone that won't. I think that's, that's really important and really special. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you for sharing that. If anybody uh, wants to look into that, that was keepers of the circle. So you guys have uh, a website and everything, right? Yes, we do. It's just a uh, keepers of the circle.com. Yeah. Super simple. Okay. Super easy. Yeah. um yeah I think I really encourage our listeners to go look into that and see how you you can support or just like education as well is important so it was really great that you could talk about that and some of the stuff that you guys are looking forward to and the projects that you have in place yeah no one can see me nod I was nodding on camera (laughs) we're super engaged we're just really quiet Because, yeah, we'll have to get this onto a video at some point. Um, so this might be a bit of a jump, but me and Renee did talk about like our topics that we're going to talk about on the podcast today, and so it's going to go like from you know a little superficial to actually very important and uh, really good to talk about in the world to like super superficial because <laughs> we want to talk about Bachelor in Paradise. And the drama that's going to <laughs> ensue on this season. <laughs> so oh my gosh. I have I have no uh I have no gentle segue into that, so I'm just gonna have to jump right in. Okay, I watched episode one yesterday. Okay. What are your thoughts? I, who do you like? Who don't you like? I'm not, I can't say spoilers, right? I'm assuming. I think everyone will hate me if I say spoilers. I'm a big yes, no spoilers. Um, I'm a big Reddit person, so I'm always on the Bachelor subreddit. I always get all the spoilers. Um, I know you and Sam both love spoilers and mm -hmm. I would be there like just like watching the show, enjoying it. And then you'd both be giving each other looks and I'm like, okay, so they're (laughs) going home today or like, okay, so she's the winner. Like the thing is (laughs) I can know spoilers. And well, you know this because every time we watch anything, I need to pause. Yes. I need to pause and find out what happens (laughs) because I get too stressed. (laughs) But I'm still surprised. Like, I'm not surprised, surprised when it happens, but I'm like, oh, whoa, when it happens, because I'm so, like, in the moment. Oh, my gosh, yeah, watching movies with Renee, I remember specifically we were watching Catch Me If You Can. I, I think of And that's, like, <laughs> um, so it's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks movie, and it's basically a, uh, about this real-life story about Frank Abagnale, and he's, like, the youngest, but, like, was one of the most successful con artists, whatever. It's like six or seven minutes in and his first kind of con starts because he gets embarrassed because he dressed in a suit to go to public school and someone makes fun of him. So then he pretends to be the teacher. And as soon as that happens, Renee's like, pause it, pause it, pause it. I need to Google what happens because this is too cringy. If this ends badly, I'm too stressed. I'm sweating. And, and so that happened like a couple times. We had to pause. You know what- what sucked is that it was such an insignificant scene. I don't think Wikipedia even said anything. So I couldn't even find out. <laughs> I couldn't find out. So she read about the entire rest of the movie. I'm like, can I play it yet? She's like, no, no, no. Can I play it yet? No, 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 no. 
And then, yeah, it's so insignificant. And he does is not even cringy when he gets caught. Like it, it, yeah. But that, so that is nervous. I forget what show it was that <laughs> I was trying to watch that I had to keep pausing because I couldn't get through it. There's a lot of cringy shows that I watch though. I think it was. Oh, Dating I think it was like. No, I think it was um dating okay. dating around that one. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't They're watched just, that. Um, where I feel so bad <laughs> for the main person, <laughs> just because they're so nervous. I think that I'm like, oh my god, I don't mm. want anyone to be mean to you. I guess maybe yeah, yeah. But yes, so no spoilers on this show. Okay. Uh, yeah, Bachelor in Paradise. Okay, so I guess I my first impressions. Oh. Okay. Oh, never mind. I was just gonna say I. <laughs> I was going to say, I love David Spade as the host. Do you? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love David Spade as the host. He seems so random, but he was, like, genuinely funny. Yeah. I laughed every time he was on screen. (laughs) Every time. All his lines, amazing. Amazing. All of them. All of them were great. He was, when Tammy comes down. Dave, and then <laughs> called him Dave Chappelle. Okay, um, but I like no. He he was great. Him and Wells I like them together. Together, yes, but I prefer David Spade over Wells just because it's David Spade. Mm. And I liked um, when Victoria came down, and she was like, "I'm actually goddess now." And he was like, "Oh, I didn't get CC'd in that." <laughs> I thought that was so good. <laughs> it was such a great joke. <laughs> um okay one thing though like who is it like who's the yeah guy oh it's low john oh that's it little john and then he's like is he the voice for the bachelor where it's like coming up this season on the bachelor in paradise yeah that's stupid i don't like that so i felt like the beginning sounded like they were trying to be love island i also am obsessed with love island i just want to say um it's amazing because mm-hmm. it's it, it fits my needs because it's like five nights a week. So I'm yeah. in heaven. Alan's <laughs> also obsessed with it, so maybe you two will have to talk about it. <laughs> but like I I feel like they were trying to be too like I feel like Bachelor Universe always feels very different from the other shows for some odd reason. Like Love mm. Island, Too Hot to Handle, Love is Blind. They all have a similar vibe. I don't know if it's like the production or something like that or maybe the editing around it but yeah bachelor has always had a very like story to it versus i feel like love island and stuff like that is i feels like a reality tv show like it feels like exes on the beach or something like that you know what i mean but like different versions of it. Mm. maybe it's because we like know the people on bachelor in paradise and they all like have heard of or know each other so they already have opinions of each other kind of and then you see like some of the past relationships like coming back up like whether that's like friendships or like they had issues on the show together and stuff maybe you know what it is i think i think it's actually because there's no narrator like you only have the host in person Mm. but like all the other shows they always have some random voice making like witty comments while you're Mm. watching (laughs) You know, or like attempts at That's true. comments that are sometimes kind of just like rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas they just do that through um, 
you know, when they have their confessionals and you see the name yeah. and like the thing underneath where it's just like dated Trey's uncle. <laughs> or I, always yeah. naked. I love Tajwan. Uh, yeah, me too. Okay, the last time she was on, I thought she was funny, but I didn't really have an opinion. I don't think she was there very long. Whereas even just this first episode, I thought she was really funny and I really like her. Yeah, <laughs> like her and Trey. Too. Except Trey being like, I really honestly didn't expect to have a connection with you. When she like walked down and he was like, oh, I know her. Oh, she's gorgeous or whatever. I was like, uh, okay, you you totally were going to try to go for Tajwan. So. Right. Okay. Um, okay. I wanted to say I like Serena P. Mm-hmm. And she had the potential of being Hannah G. And yeah. maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but me and Renee had the same opinion that Hannah G in Bachelor in Paradise was really frustrating because all these guys were after her and she just seemed to have no opinion. Like she just like was kind of there, silent, bit of like, and I don't think she's actually an airhead. I thought she had more of a personality, honestly, on Colton's season than in Bachelor in Paradise. But she just like would let these guys fight and like would totally lead all these guys on in the same way whereas Serena P everybody was after her but she just seemed like a normal person just chatting to a bunch of guys mm-hmm. that were I'll interested in her yeah and I mean episodes are still to come out uh like who knows maybe there'll be a Blake versus Dylan moment but for Serena P but it just I mean from the previews it doesn't look like it I okay I don't love I love Serena P I don't love her in grocery store Joe is that unpopular uh, I think a lot of people don't like them because of the age gap. Because he's 35 yeah. and she's 23, our age. Well, she's our year. Mm-hmm. She went to Laurier. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Can you I imagine? It's, it's, it's like as if you, sorry, it's as if you and me were on The Bachelor and we started dating grocery store Joe. I can't imagine that. I mean. I can't imagine being on The Bachelor. I, I don't no feel like I'm. I can't believe there's people our age and younger. Like, yeah. who was it? Kitty? Cat? Someone? Kitty Cat. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <Kit>, thank you. <laughs> she was she was 21 or something. Like, I can't believe, like, I can't imagine being, no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't even know if it was the age difference. Like, it, I don't know. I just, I, I don't buy them. Did you notice when they were on the, I don't know what you call it big pillow in the middle of the sand (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was a big pillow like on a day bed yeah okay that's what it's called a day bed sorry i didn't know what it's called (laughs) the middle of the sand yes okay um when she was like do you know like how old do you think i am and like blah 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 and they went over their age and he was like i'm 35 you saw her literally like jolt up and she was kind of like debating it i thought she looked really drunk and she was like clearly debating like do i do this okay sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) she was like really like thinking about it she's like 35 hmm is that good more mature or is that creepy like (laughs) she's like definitely going back and forth and he was like i see no problem yeah duh (laughs) obviously you're on bachelor paradise i feel like there's freaking Kenny, who's 40, with also, yeah. like, a 25-year-old, so. You know what also also shocked me is so many of the women, and by so many, I mean, like, two, maybe, <laughs> but mentioned <laughs> but mentioned that they're, they're like, 
well, I've dated men like 40. I've dated men that are like 50. It's like, what? But you're 24 now. That means you must have dated them when you were even younger. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of them was, um, what's her name, N- Natasha or something? She is 33. Oh, okay. But she would have been, like, because she's been on Bachelor and them. stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So she dated, it would have been when she was younger than 33, so when she was dating a 50-year-old. Um, See, yeah. 50. Okay, no one. She dated 33 and 50-year-olds, so that means she was at least, like, maybe 30 with a 50-year-old. Yeah. Mari, she's 25 now, so she would have been, like, 23 maybe 23 24 maybe she could have been even younger with a 40 year old because hopefully she wasn't dating anyone while she was on the bachelor so yeah um i really like noah and abigail i don't know if they'll last forever but like they're cute i think they're cute okay i like the idea of them i like the idea of them Mm. i didn't love what he said when he first came down to meet david spade and he was like i have my own abigail because i worked with kids who are deaf she's deaf yeah and i was like oh yeah i love that too and i don't know if it's just he phrased it weirdly or whatnot in a panic in the moment um but on their date Mm. i okay i'm still rooting for them because i really like both them individually so i want them to like stay together Mm -hmm. but i did think their date was really awkward and i thought that she was really closed off and he was also not responding accurately like i thought he was trying to make it more playful because she was closed off but it just made her more closed off (laughs) you know yes yeah i agree i also didn't love that he had to bring it up again when he like held a chair out for her because like she was like oh my gosh stop thank you and he was like what no like this is normal you should be used to this but then he brought it up again after and was like i just want to talk about how like you know when i held the chair for you like you were like oh my gosh, this is so nice. Like people should do that for you. And I was like, okay, pat yourself on the back some more that like you decided to be a gentleman. Like if that was just normal for you, just let it be, just let it be. I'm not going to lie. I've never really had anyone take out my chair for me. So I can't really say, but I'm just assuming, okay. That it'd be really awkward as you're trying to sit down <laughs> and they're pushing it in. Like you have to be yeah. like appropriately slow and fast enough. So that your butt hits it <laughs> at the right spot as he's pushing it back in. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if I just like plop down as he's like, you know. And then you're just like just on the edge, it. and then you have to like scoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah, I don't think anyone's done it for me either. Yeah, wow. I agree. Ontario men, Ontario men, sure is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking. I, don't, I, I think as well, sorry, with, going back to Serena P, I was looking forward to a bit more with like her and Brandon or her and Ivan. So maybe that's why I don't like Grocery Store Joe because out of the three, I was looking more forward to like them with her than Grocery Store Joe. And I feel like people just gave up really easily with who yeah. they were initially into and like just found a connection somewhere. Like so many people made out. Yeah, I will say, so I've seen on the Reddit, you know, the subreddit, People have been really wanting like Serena P and Ivan to get together just because I think they were like both favorites of their, like not favorites, but they were well liked on their season. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because um, I am friends of someone who is friends of Serena P. Um, mm-hmm. She is from our like province area. She's like 20 minutes mm-hmm. away, like her hometown from my place. Um, but 
I, I like sent that to him and I was like, oh, like people want them together. I don't like, do you see that happening? And apparently like people were saying that they see her with like Noah, like their energy is more, her energy is more like Noah if she was going to choose someone. Like her friend said this. Yeah. Like her friend was like, I could see her more with Noah. Like, I think that's who she would likely choose compared to like Ivan. He, he doesn't know anything of what happened, by the way. He doesn't know what happened. He was just like, no. well, I think personality match wise. Yeah. That's just interesting because like, you know, it's all editing and stuff. I never would have put her with Noah. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I don't mind Noah. She just seemed more mature and sure, like fun loving, but like he, I don't think he was nearly as emotionally immature as whatever man, Harvard man Bennett. told him. Oh my was. God. I hated Bennett. Bennett. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I still think, I don't know. They like, I mean, they would work, but like, just like as a really young couple, but I guess they are just young. So mm -hmm. hmm. like I could see her. I don't know. Is this bad? If Blake wasn't such a player and Blake was on Bachelor in Paradise, I feel like they'd have a similar, like, fun. No, Renee doesn't I agree. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> like, I don't like Blake, but I was just trying to think of someone who had, like, a similar, like, age vibe as her, whereas Noah seems almost, like, a little too immature. Okay. I don't know. I really don't I like mean, Blake. Blake was a fuckboy, but. Yeah, Blake H, right? Uh, from yeah. the other seasons yeah dislike him so much so much yeah i never like i would never actually want him to be yeah <laughs> oh no yeah no i agree he was a bit of a gaslighter there uh it is interesting some of the people they're bringing so like demi's here love demi so i'm excited for that uh the previews that like kendall kendall comes back for a minute or whatever that little preview was like that's sad that was like producers yeah. being like evil. Mm -hmm. Like what? I feel like I think they are way too like out of date for the franchise. Like they don't need to be mm -hmm. on here anymore. And I think mm -hmm. it was so evident when like Joe was like struggling. I, I mean, it could have been editing, but I mean, people are commenting being like, he's just on the day bed. Day bed, I guess. The day bed. <laughs> <laughs> the cushion in the middle of the stairs. <laughs> like, I feel like he realized, I think he thought he was going to be hot shit and have fun. And then he realized everyone is so young. And yeah. there have been like three seasons since I was on here. Yeah, that was the thing. The pool was huge to choose from. Like, I thought the, like, Peter's season would all, would, also like just kind of be shoved under the rug oh victoria victoria she was supposed to come on maybe she comes on what? later she wasn't in the preview was she wait no the one that was on peter's season maybe not victoria's the one that, like, on there made it to... yes oh. the other one right victoria F? F is, yeah do you want to know if she comes do, do the listeners want to know I guess no spoilers. I guess no spoilers. You can tell me later. If everybody okay. wants to know, comment on our Instagram. <laughs> Does she come? <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I need to know now. <laughs> Renee. Um, yeah. And then who else? What, what other opinions do you have? Oh I, had to, oh, I was thinking this is not like what happened. 
as much as again placing myself I'm apparently imagining myself on reality TV a lot um I would never go on but just saying um (laughs) (laughs) but I was thinking I like if on the first night I'm not paired up I'm gonna be hella sad like how awkward is that to not have a pairing like I can like when it was nighttime and everyone was coupled up I could sense myself being that single person stuck there being like oh shit (laughs) Like I like the first it. night you saw Gein. <laughs> yeah, first Flash night you saw Gein, seeing everybody making out. <laughs> oh my god! And I then, feel like oh god, that was on like the first night. Sorry, on the first night too. That's when I met Sam for the first time, and I found out she had a boyfriend. And I was like, I thought everyone broke up with their boyfriend before you go to university. I thought that was the thing to do. I thought everyone comes single and then everyone I met had a boyfriend and I was like oh my god (laughs) oh my gosh true even I had one yeah I'm pulling a face right now um and Clancy had one too yeah wow I feel like there was a lot more couples night one than usual though Mm -hmm. I think everyone already knew people were like coupled up I agree. I think that because um, I think the big thing from last season was the stagecoach, and I remember, oh my gosh, what's his name, Jordan, the model guy, yeah, him commenting on it and being like, "Honest, we we don't normally know each other going c- into Bachelor in Paradise, but because of this whole stagecoach thing, like that threw in a whole other dynamic, and that kind of like ruined things. Like normally it was really you would see us getting to know each other on TV." and stuff but now everybody's always in each other's dms and like they're already they already know each other i mean like like m from katie's season who she spoiler ended up with um the episode's already out you haven't watched it yeah not my fault um he he (laughs) talking about me because i watch it (laughs) He he DM'd her before her season. I mean, yeah, it was a disappearing video, apparently, or whatever. Didn't he also do that to someone else? Didn't he also do that to Claire? He was doing that to a lot of people, I think. I think apparently it's a thing that The Bachelor people, like, I guess it's a new slot DM slide in. And I'm not going to lie, I actually had a boy Insta, insta I'll call it Insta snap me, but it was super freaking weird. And I was like, oh, this is horrible. Because I was just like, up. And I'm like, oh my god, like, just type it. <laughs> just don't send me a picture on Instagram. It's weird. It's weird. Um, and I, yeah, I guess they all do that as they're slided. Yeah, you have a really disgusted face over that move. And I agree. It was, it was, it was really like, huh, I've never had this. And yep. Uh, but yeah, because I remember Claire being like, I know you weren't supposed to reach out to me, but I really appreciated that. Right? Like, didn't she, like, sit down and tell him that? Oh, my God. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do now. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that his move? If only he had known Tasia was coming. You're so right. And he was the one who was like, I read a book about Alzheimer's for you. Like, great. You learned okay. something. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. I uh, was surprised when I read that they got together. I, I feel like she- really don't like her, as you know. 
Um, that is so I was, gonna, I was rooting for her unhappiness, so I wanted her to be alone. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds really mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I liked her. Everybody I know liked her, but Renee, no, not a fan. Not a fan. No, not a fan. I was like hoping that everyone would leave her, and I was like, yes. But then it ended up happening. It's fine. Oh, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, I think if Greg had stayed around, it would have been Greg. So I feel like she, like Blake was a kind of default or a backup. I think so too. Um, But yeah, I'm curious to see where Bachelor in Paradise goes because they keep throwing in because the interesting thing with throwing in some of these older season people is like people have opinions of them or crushes on them, but might not know them versus mm-hmm. this season. Like they all seem to know each other from like the COVID seasons. Um, so that will be interesting, you know, with like Becca coming back. I think that's a little stupid, but uh, I'm just going to be optimistic about it. Maybe it'll be a cool little thing to throw in there. Um yeah, everybody just, I don't know, they do all just seem kind of, I, I don't want to say young, but just different than older season people. Mm, I think I would agree with you on young. I mean, I think they are young, mm-hmm. minus the boys. The, but even, the guys aren't young. The girls are all Yeah, young. but it's like even like the guys and stuff, maybe like naive to the whole way that it plays out, but that's only because this is their first season on Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know. We'll see. I am going to like watch it though. Cause I did not watch the bachelorette, but I will actually, even though I liked Katie, that's not why I didn't watch it. It's okay. You didn't give her the views. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but you did. I so did. I, I did. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate watched. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Still, still gives her views, still gives her money. So, but yeah, I think we're pretty much at time here. So, I guess we'll wrap this up. Thank you so, so much, Renee, for being a little guest speaker this week. I had a lot of fun catching up. <laughs> but thank you so much. And hopefully we'll have you on again at some point. I really think it would be fun for you and Kalen to talk. You could probably do like Love Island or something. Uh, and yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I love being a guest star, but thank you. (laughs) Yes, she is an actual, like, regular listener, too, so you deserve to be on here. Maybe I'll have to talk to my mom next or other listeners (laughs) of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Kaylin's friends are a lot more podcast listeners than mine. Uh, but yeah, so next week we should have Kaylin back, uh, and we'll maybe be able to hear more about this Wattpad idea that she had, which she has half shared with me. And yes, because we miss her. Kaylin, we miss you. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>